This is Frank and Tank from Barstool Sports. You're listening to my weekly mixtape of Brian Colburn. You know, when we took tests at Montclair State, he was taking the inches off my paper. <laughs> Welcome to My Weekly Mixtape, a podcast that takes the classic mixtape approach to building a modern playlist. I'm your host, Brian Colburn. Joining me for tonight's collaboration is a college classmate of mine, Montclair State University Class of 2000. But the rest of the world knows him as Frank the Tank Fleming from Barstool Sports. Frank, it's great to see you, man. Good to have you on. Well, uh, it's great to be on. Great to see a former uh, Montclairian here. and. Uh, at the Dumont Television Center, where we did a lot, took a lot of classes there. Oh, hell yeah, man. Montclair State University was an amazing experience for me. The Dumonters, as I've lovingly referred to them for the last 20-something years, I've met some of the greatest people I will ever know through that department and made friends for life. And I still try to keep in touch with as many people from our class as possible. I'm so glad that you and I have been able to keep in touch over the years. I actually remember a class that you, Bob, and I had, which was Electronic Journalism 101. You know, I, I posted the uh, shenanigans on campus, the uh, the rat hole. Yes. <laughs> Everywhere you look, there's garbage. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, I, I posted it on my YouTube channel and I actually put it on uh, Barstool and that got a lot of that, that, got, that was a hit. Who knew 20 something years ago when we were recording that, that that would become a YouTube viral video? <laughs> <laughs> All right. And for the mixtapers out there who have no clue what Frank and I are talking about, I am going to embed this video over at the Stadium Anthems page at myweeklymixtape.com so you could see exactly what we're talking about. Well, Frank, I like to start every episode of the show by asking the same question. And now I'm a music guy and you're a sports guy. So I'll be very curious to hear where you stand on this. What does the word mixtape mean to you when it comes to music? Well, it's something that, uh, you don't know, hear much anymore. It was now everyone has the MP3s and the their phones and their, their, their list on that. But uh, when we were growing up, we had to have uh, actual cassette tape that we you know, used albums or recorded things off the uh, radio to try mm-hmm. to come up with the, uh, the perfect uh, bunch of your songs. This is before even they had downloading, uh, before you even had MP uh, Napster. And that was the evil Napster that you're talking about, not the good Napster that came along <laughs> years after when they went legit. <laughs> <laughs> well, tonight, Frank and I will be curating a mixtape of stadium anthems. You know these songs. These are the songs that keep the house a rocking during every football, basketball, hockey, or baseball game you've ever attended, from the peewee leagues all the way up to the majors. So there'll be no deep cuts here tonight, unless... Perhaps you know a song only by the music itself and not the name, then there might be a gray area. But for the most part, everybody listening is going to know all the songs we're talking about tonight. Frank, considering you've been to as many sporting events in your life as I've been to concerts in my life, what were you looking for in the songs that you've brought to the table this evening? I'm looking for either songs that are like pump the crowd up or songs that are almost like associated with a team. 
Excellent. And I'm on the same wavelength as you for that. So let's just get down to business tonight. As I mentioned, Frank and I are curating a stadium anthems mixtape, and we're going to use that old cassette deck approach like Frank talked about at the beginning, meaning our mixtape is going to be broken up into two sides, side A and side B. Frank, as the special guest, will begin side A with his first song choice, and then I'll add a song that I feel best follows up his choice. We'll then flip-flop choosing songs until we've mapped out 10 songs for side A. We'll then give our mixtape a proverbial flip, and we'll map out side B, only this time I'll kick things off, and Frank will choose second. Overall, our goal for this episode is to craft the best stadium anthems mixtape possible through only 20 songs. At the end of the show, you could take our conversation to the next level by visiting the Stadium Anthems page at myweeklymixtape.com and give our final mixtape a listen via the embedded playlist. Finally, if you like what you're hearing on the show, please consider becoming a Patreon mixtaper at patreon.com forward slash myweeklymixtape. Now, before we press record, we got some chime-ins from the mixtapers out there who follow me at My Weekly Mixtape on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, and they're chiming in what they feel would best kick off a sports and stadium anthems mixtape, but first and foremost, Patreon playlister Cactus Pete chimed in with four different options, one of them being Two Unlimited's Twilight Zone, Van Halen's Panama, Blur's Song 2, and Queen's We Will Rock You. Elsewhere, Music Rewind podcast said that this type of event is the sole reason Europe's The Final Countdown exists. (laughs) Simon Evans chimed in with either the Dropkick Murphys I'm Shipping Up to Boston or Spiderbait's cover of Black Betty. Seven Rocklists, who's chiming in from Australia, chimed in with Spiderbait's Footy. That's two Spider-Bait songs in a row. Pretty damn cool. John from Movie Lovers, TV Lovers Unite chimed in with a full-sized mixtape, which is absolutely awesome. But he kicked things off with ACDC's For Those About to Rock, We Salute You, as did Seeker 11th and Jim Santora. Rabbit Cat chimed in with the Black Eyed Peas, Let's Get It Started. Every rom-com is in lockstep with Patreon playlister Cactus P because they chimed in with Queen's We Will Rock You. Coach Fisher chimed in with ACDC's Thunderstruck. Eric, Time to Get Ill, chimed in with the White Stripes' Seven Nation Army. The Project Football Podcast out of the UK, who also provided a full-blown mixtape-sized playlist. Again, thank you. I love that. He chimed in with Oasis's Rock and Roll Star. And finally, Derek Caravu chimed in with Ozzy Osbourne's Crazy Train. Okay, so let's officially press the record button on this mixtape. Frank, you're at City Field. The 2023 Major League Baseball season is about to start. What song do you want to hear first as we kick off side A? Well, I'm actually going to not go to uh, City Field for this one. Oh, okay. I'm going to go back in time for this one. And this might be kind of a deep track. A lot of people don't know the title of the song. It's by the Alan Parsons Project. I call this the Alan Parsons Project. (laughs) (laughs) The name of the song is Serious. Yes. Not many people know the title of it, but you hear it. And the first thing you start thinking, at guard, 6'6", from North Carolina, Michael Jordan. Hell yeah. The 1990 Chicago Bulls fame. How do you not know that song? And it has to be the leadoff song. It has to be the... Like the, the first one. Okay, so it was the pregame introduction for the Bulls. 
It has to be the first song. I absolutely love it. That was on my list. 1982's Eye in the Sky. To me, that is a great entry song. And I already know what I'm going to follow that up with. And it's another kind of opening entry song that, again, is a deep cut for this band. Because when you think about this band, this is not normally the first song everybody thinks of. And I'm going to go with the amazing classic rock group known as The Who. And I'm going to go off 1982's It's Hard. And I'm going to go with Eminence Front. And everybody knows that song because it's been used in countless stadium that I've been at games but they never get to the actual lyrics. They only play the opening. So everybody knows the bound down, out, down, bound down, out, out. And it's kind of building that energy up that you did from Sirius and kind of keeping that energy going. The kind of the teams are coming out onto the field. People are starting to get psyched up. You're not quite at full throttle energy yet. You're not fully hyped, but you're definitely getting there. And this is one of the ways to get to that point. I remember during the 2006 season, the Mets would use that. When they announced the starting lineup. Exactly. It's one of those kind of get things going. You're getting the blood flowing. People are coming out onto the field. The game's about to start. I feel like coming out of Sirius, it kind of gives you two big buildups to get this mixtape started. But maybe even more important than the game is the challenge of figuring out what song do you follow up Sirius and Eminence front with. Frank, that challenge goes back to you. I think since we're... Doing like uh, getting people into the mood. Start me up. Rolling Stones. All right. The Kansas City Chiefs use that for their kickoff. Like and they've used it for 30 years. And now that the Chiefs are like winning Super Bowls every year. You've been hearing a lot lately. You certainly have. And, and honestly, who, who would have thought, I guess, because there was a, a long while where the Chiefs were kind of bottom of the barrel NFL team. They never were bottom. They were bottom of the barrel. From the 70s into the, in the 80s. Yes, I'm, I'm talking about our childhood. Yes, sorry about that. You're right. But starting in 1990, they were consistent contenders. They just never actually got over the hump. They had Joe Montana. They mm-hmm. had uh, Marty Schottenheimer, who just... The guy couldn't... Marty Schottenheimer, I, 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 I think he's passed now. He, he passed like a couple years ago. I, 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 they should actually put on... Couldn't win the big game on his tombstone. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Nobody was worse in big games than Marty Schottenheimer. I, I like the, the Chiefs had a, a stretch where they uh, where they would finish like uh, first or second in the AFC, and like lost uh, lost in the wild card or the first round or the divisional round. Like every year, they, they lost like uh, eight straight home games in playoffs, which is over like a twenty year period from like ninety four to like twenty fourteen, where they get there, they get to the playoffs, but they just and, and they got home games that they lost. Yeah, that's not happening anymore. I don't think and I don't think that's going to happen for a long time. I mean, Mahomes is the real deal. I won't put him on a pedestal with a Tom Brady just yet, but I'll be curious to see how the team does next year with Eric Bieniemy heading off to Washington to go head up the Commanders well, offense. Eric, Eric Bieniemy was the reason why Eric Bieniemy can't get a job is one he hasn't done exactly what had a big splash in his interview with him too. He's never been the play caller. It's always been Andy Reid. Now he's taking on the role of play caller. I think that's why he hasn't gotten a job yet. Is that people say, okay, you're not a play caller. So now he's going to be the play caller. And now this is his audition for a job. Well, as a New York Giants fan, I I, kind of want to hope that 
it was the Andy Reid magic and that he doesn't bring another high-powered offense to the NFC because the NFC East next year is going to be really crazy. But we're not a sports show here. Let's get back to the music a little bit. And I'm going to go with one more song that is kind of an introductory type song, but I'm going to pick up the energy a little bit more, pick up the pace a little bit more, bring us a little more modern. I'm going to go back to 1994, and then we're going to get a little punk rock in this mix, and I'm going to go with The Offsprings, Come Out and Play. Get the energy going, you get that opening drum beat, the band kicks in, the energy's up, we're rocking and rolling, the game is on. So I am going to follow up the Rolling Stones with the Offspring. Come out and play. I think I think we're I think I think side A is basically almost like the pump up side. Oh yeah, starting off with Sirius, Eminence Front, Start Me Up, Come Out and Play. Yeah, this is really just about getting people pumped up. I got another one that's in line with all these pump up songs. Okay, what do you got? Two Unlimited, Get Ready. Ooh. Are you ready for this? Every single Jock Jams CD that we got in the 90s when ESPN, like that is to me, that's too unlimited. Yeah, that, that's, and, and you go to a basketball, any type of basketball game, that's like just as, as you get ready to tip up the basketball. I feel like this is one of those songs that because of the Jock Jam CDs, it almost became infamous in terms of sports. But I've been to baseball games where I don't ever hear it. Is it kind of a selective thing that you're seeing as well? Oh. Uh, I don't hear it at every sporting event. Basketball and football is where that song is played mostly. Ah, oh, this is where the episode gets interesting because we had some pump-up songs in the beginning and now we've added that dance jock jams element to it. So I can go in a lot of different directions here. <sighs> All right, I like to go deep with my picks every episode. And like I said, this one is not an episode where you can go deep because 70,000 people are not going to get into a song that's a deep cut. You need to do something that everybody knows. Now, here's a song that everybody knows, but when I've said the name, a lot of people don't know it. And it's from 1999, and the band is called Zombie Nation, and the song is called Kerncraft 400, and it's from the Leishenschmauths, Album. I'm not good with German. I am so sorry if I screwed that one up. I actually had it reversed. I actually don't believe the band was Kern Craft. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is Zombie Nation with Kern Craft 400, and everybody knows the song because as soon as the everybody immediately starts woeing along with the song, and that is because it is catchy. It is infectious. It is meant for stadiums. The song is iconic. I'm not a big techno person. I'm not a big dance music person. But I know this song. This song is everywhere. Every sporting event for the last 20-something years I've been to has had Zombie Nation's Kerncraft 400 played at it. And coming out of 2 Unlimited, I don't see any other song in my list that works better because, to be perfectly honest, I don't have a ton of dance stuff. But even though I don't, this song made my list because it's just so damn infectious. Yeah. Jeez. So, Frank, you got to follow that up, man. I think I'm going to go with the same game, hand in hand. You know, you know how they have like the smooth transition? Mm-hmm. Seven Nations Army, White Stripes. All right. Can you believe that song is two decades old this year? Jeez. 
I mean, you think about when that song first came out, the first time I heard it, I turned to my now wife and said, this song is going to be played in stadiums someday. As soon as you hear that opening, the boom, 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 and the kick drum, I'm like, this was built to be played in stadiums with 100,000 watts behind it. And there's nothing that psychs up a crowd. That opening guitar just gets people going. Man, coming out of that, that's tough. That is tough. Hmm. I've got a ton of songs. All right. I'm going to go with one that is actually tied to a team. So while this song is not a team I'm a fan of in any way, shape, or form, I have to give respect where respect is due. And respect for me comes at the musical level, certainly not at the sports level, because as a New York Yankees fan, I'm not allowed. I'd have to turn my card in to give any love to Boston, but I have to give it because the Dropkick Murphys I'm shipping up to Boston is an amazing stadium anthem. And I have to admit, every time I hear it, I'm a little bit jealous because they really have a kick-ass song to psych up the crowds up there and respect where respect is due. A good song is a good song. Frank, I know you're a Mets fan, so the rivalry really isn't there for you like it is for me. I mean, granted, you did have the 1986 World Series, but in present day, because the Dropkick Murphy song came out in 2005, really doesn't impact you much. But from a song perspective, you got to kind of dig this one, whether you're a Boston fan or not, right? Yeah, that that is a great one. Uh, uh, Notre Dame actually has gotten to use it a lot, a lot now. Which is interesting, because... It's not Boston. But it's Irish, so... Yeah, yeah. But being a huge Dropkick Murphys fan, there are dozens of other songs the Fighting Irish could have went with, so I'm actually surprised they went with I'm Shipping Up to Boston. But it's a fantastic song, and obviously it gets the crowd pumped. As a as a Yankees fan, I feel a little dirty saying it. But again, this is music. This is not a sports rivalry. This is thinking about it from a musical level, and you got to give love where love is due there. All right. My next one is another one that's... It's used by one team specifically and used by a lot of teams. Welcome to the Jungle by Guns N' Roses. The Bengals use it. Of course. Of course. It's just like expert level. How can you not have Welcome to the Jungle playing in a sports arena? I mean, really, this song screams anthem. When the band plays it live, even if it's their third or fourth song into the night, it feels like the concert's starting over again because it's just that powerful. And obviously the Cincinnati Bengals are going to be another team in the NFL to be reckoned with over the next long while. I think they've got a a long span of playoff appearances ahead of them. And with the cheapness of their owner, the Dolphins just, just fucked up the tank in 2019. I have to go against my better judgment here. I know this is a music talk show, but I have yawn, and sports is definitely what we're talking about tonight. So why do you think that is? (laughs) They hired Brian Forrest, who basically had integrity and didn't want to lose. So instead of uh, starting Josh Rosen every game, he decided to to start... uh, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, who accidentally won five games. So they ended up uh, getting like the fifth pick and, and drafted Tua while uh, the Bengals uh, 
sank to the bottom and they got uh, Joe Burrow. I mean, uh, just think how much different it would have been if uh, Josh Rosen started every game. And I wanted Josh Rosen to start every game. So then I, I guess it's safe to say you would have preferred Burrow to have been with the Dolphins. Yes. You're not a Tua fan? Uh, I don't hate Tua. I just think that he's not durable. He gets hit and he gets concussed and then you, you have Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater, someone breathes on him. He he uh, crawls into the fetal position and then you're lucky with Skylar Thompson. <laughs> Honestly, uh, you know, Bridgewater being a journeyman, like uh, he, he's somebody that I respect for his years of experience and knowledge. Tua, this was a tough season. You know, I watched the games where he got concussed and in both games I was just wondering mm-hmm. – the thought process behind all that. But again, I'm not a doctor by any stretch of the imagination. He is a guy that's very easy to root for. And I could see him being very successful. They just have to kind of continue to build the right tools around him. Yeah. They, they got to get the offensive line fixed. Yeah. They, they have a couple of good offensive linemen, but uh, they have people like Liam Eichenberg who just can't block. Liam Eichenberg, uh, there are revolving doors that have a better blocking than him. <laughs> All right. Well, heading back to the music here. Welcome to the jungle. Frank, I'm going to follow this up with something now to close out side A. And we like different teams across the spectrum. You're a a Mets fan. I'm a Yankees fan. You are a Dolphins fan. I'm Giants. There's really no rivalry or anything there. You're a Devils fan. I'm a Rangers fan. So there's not much you you and I align on on the sports level. However, this song... I think you and I could both, for our own personal reasons, put an exclamation point at the end of side A, and I'm going back to 1978 and the self-titled Ace Freely album, and I'm going to go with the Mets victory song and the New York Giants touchdown celebration song, mm-hmm. Ace Freely, New York Groove. Yep, uh, from the, uh, the, the Kiss solo albums. Yeah, yeah. I, honestly, there is no way... As a Giants fan, this song holds a special place that's near and dear to my heart. I'm sure as a Mets fan, this song holds a place near and dear to your heart. And I have to kind of balance. I gave the love to Boston, but I need to kind of keep that scale nice and even and kind of tilt it back and go with New York Groove to close out side A. Now, I got to ask, this song must mean something to you. Oh, yeah, it does. It's good to hear it when the Mets win, of course. Uh, But uh, there are other songs that I associate a little bit higher than this, personally. Really? Well, I guess we're going to have to dive into that more when we get to Side B. But before that, I want to remind listeners about Side A of our Sports Anthems mixtape, which kicked off with the Alan Parsons Project's Sirius, The Who's Eminence Front, The Rolling Stones' Start Me Up, Offsprings Come Out and Play, Two Unlimited's Get Ready for This, Zombie Nation's Kerncraft 400, White Stripes' Seven Nation Army, Dropkick Murphys, I'm shipping up to Boston. Guns N' Roses, Welcome to the Jungle. And Ace Freely's New York Groove. You could always head over to myweeklymixtape.com to hear all the songs we've discussed in this mix through the playlist embedded on the episode page. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, 
Even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com pantheon. Buyraycon.com pantheon. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Now, Frank, being the big sports guy that you are, how would you rate, as let's say we had a halftime report here, how would you rate our sports anthem mixtape? Is it bringing misery and pain? <laughs> uh, not so much misery and pain. I'd, there's none of these songs that actually like like I hear and, and I just cringe or or just hate. But yeah, they, these are it's a good pump up. All right. All right. Well, now, before we flip over to side B, I do have a question for you. And and because this is a music podcast, I like to always try to pull as much musical stuff out of people as I can. So now I want you to drop your Mets fandom for one question here. Okay, this is purely a musical level. Nothing about sports, only about the music from a purely musical perspective. What 80s rally song do you consider more iconic? The Chicago Bears 1985 Super Bowl Shuffle or the New York Mets 1986 rally song Let's Go Mets? The Super Bowl Shuffle is not really a rally song. It's more of a, <laughs> like a, a boastful rap song. I think the Let's Go Mets is more of a rally song. All right, cool, cool. I, I, I was curious how, you, how you'd find a way around that. To me, when I think 80s sports... Those are the first two songs that come to mind for me. And believe it or not, neither one of them are on streaming, which I find very odd. But Well, you can find them on YouTube sometimes. Of course, uh, yeah. And then there's one that just... The, the, the other teams tried this, like uh, like the Rams, who had a song, Ram It. We know how to ram it. Let's ram it. <laughs> we'll be rocking L.A. All night and all day. Let's ram it. <laughs> you, you, you know there was not a dry eye in the house where they were writing that, right? <laughs> and then the players break off in these raps and it's like, like I'm a mountain man from West VA. I come out to play. <laughs> oh, Lord. Well, look, you know, considering the advances that have been made in modern technology and creating music, I have to say I'm kind of surprised that 
more teams aren't making rally songs as they go deep into the playoffs. However, maybe that cue from the 1980s and that Rams song might have deferred them from that. <laughs> yep, some of these songs are really bad. The Calgary Flames tried to do it once, and they have this like awful horn section going, but you can't touch a flame when it's red hot. You can't touch a it's a Oh, Frank, I'm sensing another episode here. Worst rally songs of all time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know, uh, a lot of teams have songs that are like buried. That uh, like like the Orlando Magic, when they first came out, they had like this big show that this magician come out. Slam jam, Alec Kazam, slam jam, your history. Orlando Magic. <laughs> Orlando, no. <laughs> and even the greatest musicians of all time miss. And this song is difficult to find on the uh, internet. But Prince tried to make an anthem for the Minnesota Vikings. That might have been the worst thing Prince ever produced. The skies for the air, for the purple and gold, and we hated it all. I forgot how it goes, but it's like the, the song is the purple to go. Oh, to Bahala. I'm a big Prince fan. How the hell did I never hear this? <laughs> this came out right around the time that uh, Brett Favre was there. It came out. It was poorly received, and Prince buried it, killed it, destroyed it. I think he destroyed all the tapes of it. But wow. it's hard to find on the internet. I huh. remember when it came out, and, and if you could find it, that would be something else. And you know... You know, uh, the, uh, the Let's Go Mets was the alternative 86 Mets song. Really? They tried to come up with their own, which the players produced, and the team did not uh, license. And the song was Get Metsmerized, Get Metsmerized, Get Metsmerized, Get Metsmerized. And all the players come out and rap. Hi, I'm Lenny. People say what I uh, to wonder. I'm alive the way I crash into the walls. Going after all oh the balls. Oh my god! I actually remember that. Did they put that out on like a forty-five or something? I remember that. You literally pulled something off the cobwebs of yes. my brain from nineteen eighty-six. Yes. Get mesmerized. Get mesmerized. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Frank. I got to ask before we go into side B. We were talking about Prince before. Best Super Bowl halftime show. If you had to pick one, I think Prince in the Rain just tops everything. It's going to be hard to ever top that moment. And I've been to one Super Bowl, which was the Giants and New England Patriots, and I got to see my favorite artist of all time, Tom Petty, as the halftime show. And even then, I had to tip my hat to Prince in the rain. There's just no way you top that. And if you ever want to go to the worst, Google Super Bowl 23, Elvis Presto. Elvis Presto. I don't even need to Google it. That one is infamous. Uh-huh. Oh, is this your card? In a minute, the whole audience is going to show. Hold up your placards and that's your card. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> so bad, it's brilliant. I'd have to put that under. <laughs> well, starting off with side B, I'm hoping that we don't go down that road. And I want to start with something big for side B. I want to start with something anthemic. I want to give a little bit more love to the New York Giants because this I don't get to talk sports on this show often. So I am going to go with the New York Giants kickoff anthem, ACDC's Hell's Bells. 
I know there are a ton of ACDC songs that fall under this category. Thunderstruck, Back in Black, TNT, High Voltage, they all work. But as a Giants fan, from a little bit of a personal perspective here, but also a song that a lot of sports teams can rally around and a band that is synonymous when it comes to stadium anthems, that would be ACDC, Hell's Bells. Well, I can't disagree. You've busted New Jersey Devils take the ice plane Hell's Bells. There you go. Another time we agree. All right. You go to a Mets game and the crowd chants, let's go Mets. How does the let's go Mets clap go? The let's go Mets clap chant was born out of this song. And I'm talking about We Will Rock You by Queen. All right. And that's a tough one because Queen, when you think stadium anthems, you immediately think there's more than one possibility because you have We Will Rock You and then We Are the Champions. But because we only pick one song per artist, I could see why you went with this one. And I remember uh, during the 1986 World Series, uh, Dallas Strawberry hit this towering homer in uh, Game 7 and the whole crowd was chanting, uh, we will, we will rock you. All right. Well, coming out of that, I want to bring up the energy now. I want the place to go from level 90 to level 100. And the only thing I could think to start that, this song is used in NASCAR all the time for a good reason, because of Mick Mars opening guitar squeal that sounds like a car revving its engine, but I've heard it at football games. I've heard it at baseball games and I'm going with Motley Crue kickstart my heart. That's a good one. Very good one for especially NASCAR. Definitely. And, and that, you know, but you get that opening guitar. It doesn't matter. You hear that opening slide guitar, even if you're at a football game and that riff and then you get all the woes and the yes and the chorus people chanting along with it. It's built for stadiums, which is why when Motley Crue plays stadiums, this song has never left the set list. It's built for concert stadiums as well as sports stadiums. Okay. This one is going to probably eliminate a song that you were going to use on your list. Okay. And it's a band that has several that could be on here. But I'm going to go Metallica for whom the bell tolls. Ah, you are killing one from my list. (laughs) (laughs) You ever go to a Rutgers football game or see a Rutgers football game? Yep. Like every time, like the defense, it's like, did they, 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 they play that over the loudspeaker. Down, 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 down. I am never going to argue old school Metallica on this show, Frank. I love this song. This was Metallica before they were a household name. So I love the deep pick, but you are kind of killing me being a Yankees fan and I can't pull out the inner Sandman to give some love to the Sandman. And I know I get it. I get it. I get it. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, it looks like we're going rock heavy here. I mean, this side, too, is is just we're we're bringing the rock. So I got to stay with it. And I'm going to go with All Aboard 1981, Blizzard of Oz, and we're going with The Ozman Cometh, Ozzy Osbourne's Crazy Train. Here's another one. I don't think I've ever been to a stadium event where this song hasn't played. And it's so awesome. Who cares? It's his most popular song. I get it. But that is what stadium anthems are. And this is one that as soon as you hear All Aboard, it doesn't matter how old you are, you know it's about to happen, and it's it's just built for this type of crowd. So coming out of Metallica, 
and Motley Crue, Ozzy really keeps that energy level up. So I gotta I gotta give it to Crazy Train here. All right, here's a song. The artist is an asshole. <laughs> One of the worst human beings possible. Oh boy, I think I know where you're going with this. He's a piece of shit. Yep. And yep. the song's no longer played at stadiums because of it. But it was the Devil's Gold song for years. I'm talking about Rock and Roll Part 2. Gary Glitter's a terrible person. Deserved to be canceled. But there was nothing that blew off an arena more when the Devil scored and that song played. Well, look, there's really no way to skirt around this one. I normally don't talk about artists' personal lives on this show because at the end of the day, I'm here to talk about the music. But... I 100% agree with everything you said. Having kids of my own, I don't even want to go down that rabbit hole. It's, to put it bluntly, a song that everybody loved at one time from a person that everybody deservedly hates. And taking that out of the equation, the song was and is still played in sports arenas all the time. I've heard it several times in recent years at sporting events with my kids. But at the end of the day, from a musical perspective, I understand why the song is being put on there. Also, as a Devils fan, why you're putting that song on there being a goal song. You're taking it from the memories you have of going to Devils games and the team scoring. And I totally get that. But I back and support 100% what you said about him as a human being. And that's all I'm going to say about it because the artist's name does not deserve any more time on this show. But the song is, when all is said and done, a sports anthem. It's a great song. It's a shame that uh, this guy was so bad that teams are now reluctant to use it. And understandably reluctant to use it. And, but it's just so good. All right, so coming out of that, I'm going to have to try to change the vibe a little bit. And I'm going to go with one where it's a band that everybody kind of holds in a very high regard. Let's try to balance that scale a little bit because, look, Gary Glitter kind of tilts the scale and kind of throws all the other songs up in the air just in terms of garbage. So here's a band where everybody across genres and across musical spectrums respect for the musical legacy they bring. And... The song is a bop, both figuratively and literally. And I'm going with Blitzkrieg bop from 1976, The Undeniable Ramones. This is a song where it changed the musical landscape forever. It became a stadium anthem. It became songs that adults and kids can all sing along with. And again, it really works at the sports level. All right. Now, I got a band. There's one of two songs I can go with. And I'm going to go with Running With The Devil. Van Halen. Love it. Nice. I could have gone with Jump, but I'm going to choose Running With The Devil because I just think it's a better song. And your Devil's fandom has nothing to do with the fact that you picked that one at all, in the slightest. Maybe, but you know, (laughs) it's just a better song. Hmm. All right. I've got only one song left and you've only got one song left. So I'm going to use one that's not tied to a team, but it's a little bit more modern and it's a hip hop song, but it absolutely rocks because there is a rock intro to it. And to me, again, closing out as we're starting to get to the end here, 
I can't think of one that brings you towards that part other than 2002's Eight Mile Soundtrack and Eminem's Lose Yourself. Yep. The song is a monster and deserves to be played at every sporting event. Eminem is a hip-hop legend. I think the Jets use that as like their intro. Even though I am a New York Giants fan, I always root for the Jets because I have this dream of a Subway Super Bowl, but I have no idea if that was their opening song or not. And uh, I probably should know that. So yet another sports fact that I just don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Frank. I got the last one. You have the last honor here. You get to close things out. Two sides of stadium anthems. Hold on a second. Oh, he's walking away. Have to give the play-by-play for the audio commentary here. <laughs> it's Narco by Blaster Jackson, Timmy Trumpets. It's this is obviously the uh, Edwin Diaz uh, song. It's what what better way to close it out? And of course, this bobblehead actually plays Narco. <laughs> <laughs> that is one hell of a bobblehead. That certainly is. Hey, what what better way to close it than with Narco? There you go. And if you notice, after the Mets last year, it blew up with the Mets. It got like up in the top ten of like uh, Billboard because of the Mets. And this is like a song that's been out for like five years at least. And it like uh, reached stratospheres, made the like Timmy Trumpet a lot of uh, fame there. And uh, I now hear it at a lot of stadiums. Of course, because honestly, the, the beauty of sports is even though there's rivalries, a good song is a good song and it transcends the game sometimes. And I feel like that's starting to happen similar to like what you said, obviously the Irish thing with Dropkick Murphys with Notre Dame, I'm shipping up to Boston. But again, that song, it becomes other stadiums start using it. Yeah, it feels like almost like a bullfighter coming in. It's got that, that, like that beat and that like that slow buildup and then the horn comes out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) absolutely love it well there you have it folks side b of our stadium anthems playlist starting with acdc's hell's bells queens we will rock you motley Crue's kickstart my heart metallica's for whom the bell tolls ozzy osbourne's crazy train rock and roll part two ramones blitzkrieg bop van halen's running with the devil eminem's lose yourself and timmy trumpet's narco Head over to MyWeeklyMixtape.com to hear all the songs we discussed across both sides of our Stadium Anthems playlist. Frank, the 2023 Major League Baseball season kicks off this week. We're taping this before the season starts. So we get to do a little bit of crystal ball foreshadowing here. Will the pain and misery finally end? What is your prediction for the Mets 2023 season this year? They got to get rid of Darren Ruff. He's like an anchor on that team. It's like putting a boot on a race car. Do you think the Mets will end the streak this year and get back into the dance? They got the the talent. They got the players, but you never know. It's, it's, It's always something goes wrong. It's always something. Well, I hope that we can have another fun, spirited Subway series like what happened in 2000 again. I understand being on the other side of that, you might not feel the same as I do, but from a sports lover in New York, I went every night 
because I sure as hell couldn't get into the games. We went out to the bars every night and I never saw more of a group of people just enjoying the fact that the rest of the the rest of the world was watching two New York teams duke it out. And I've always dreamed for a Subway Super Bowl and I'd love to see another Subway series again. I don't think you're ever going to see a Subway Super Bowl, but it could be a Subway series. Could be, could be. And, uh, you know, if uh, the season ended today, first round, Rangers-Devils. Ooh, that would be a fun fight. But we got a long ways to go in that as well. Frank, this has been an absolute blast catching up with you. Brings me back to electronic journalism in 1999. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me on my weekly mixtape. And I hope to talk to you again soon, man. All right. I'll talk to you later. Remember, you can find My Weekly Mixtape on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at My Weekly Mixtape. You can also head to MyWeeklyMixtape.com to check out the full catalog of My Weekly Mixtape episodes. If you want to support the show, please consider becoming a Patreon Mixtaper at Patreon.com forward slash My Weekly Mixtape. That's all for this week. Thanks for listening, and until next time, enjoy the tunes. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.